Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at the freedom formula, how to succeed in business without sacrificing your family, health, or your life. My guest on this episode is serial entrepreneur, David Finkel, who is the CEO of Maui Mastermind, one of the world's premier coaching companies, which has worked with over 100,000 business leaders, helping them grow their companies and get their lives back. David's clients enjoy an average annual growth rate five times higher than the average privately held company in the United States. And at the same time, these business leaders have dramatically decreased their working hours. Over the past 20 years, David and other Maui coaches and advisors have personally started and scaled companies with an aggregate value of $63 billion. Our three cash flow community announcements, I've just created a free Facebook group for all of our listeners. You can go to cashflowninja.com forward slash Facebook to join our group, or you could just go to Facebook and search Cashflow Ninja community. And if you found what we do valuable here at the Cashflow Ninja and want to support us, there are two ways that you can do it. The first way is to go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review our show. This helps with iTunes algorithms and will help others find the show. And the second way is to send us a video testimonial recorded with your smartphone to info at cashflowninja.com. We are building out a new website and would love to feature our listeners. The top 10 videos will receive Cashflow Ninja swag and will be featured on the new Cashflow Ninja website. And if you're interested in joining our investors group, Please go to cashflowninja.com forward slash investors group and fill out an application form and or email me at info at cashflowninja.com to start the discussion and to see if you're a good fit for our group. And if you're in the Philadelphia, Bucks County and Southern New Jersey area, we are hosting live investors meetup events every month in Newtown, Pennsylvania. For more information on the monthly event and information on how to join us at our next live event, you could go to cashflowninja.com forward slash events. If you're like many of the listeners of the show, you're always looking for unique ways to protect and grow your hard-earned capital. But sometimes, that's easier said than done. The key to investing late in the cycle is identifying favorable opportunities on a risk-adjusted basis. That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $20 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to the ability to generate asymmetric returns while protecting their investors' portfolios. If you're interested in learning more, head over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M-Capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobshier, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cashflow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. 
If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. David, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, MC. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for connecting. I'm very excited to be jumping into what we're going to be talking about today. But before we do, David, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Absolutely, MC. So I, I started off in a pretty strange way. I was a, an athlete, a semi-pro athlete. I played field hockey in the U.S. national team. I was captain of the national team, training to play in the Olympics. And I got hurt. 1995, I, I heard it might be the wrong word. I I grew a tumor in my hip, and I didn't discover it until the week before the Olympic trials. And so it didn't matter that I'd been on the national team for almost eight years prior. I, I couldn't participate in the 96 Olympics. And so I was a bit lost, uh, like a lot of people I see, whether it's from an injury or they sold a company. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. And so I, I actually went back, finished up my undergraduate degree in one quarter because I had no more money. I had one last grant for tuition from the U.S. Olympic Committee, and I want to give them acknowledgement because I really appreciated that, <laughs> that they did that for me. And I met a guy at the, at, at, during college there. He was at a workshop that I attended, and we struck up a friendship. His name was Peter, and we started a business together. He was really good on investing in real estate. That's something he had been expert in. And I knew how to coach. That's how I really supported myself when I was playing a, a minor sport. I didn't make any money playing other than you know four or five thousand dollars a year from the Olympic Committee. At that time, that's all they would pay an amateur athlete in our sport. And so we struck up a, a business together. And that business started off, and within about six or seven years, we were doing around about six or seven million dollars a year in sales. We were making about oh gosh, a little bit over three million dollars a year in profit. And uh, what really struck me is there was a moment in time when we were both independently feeling totally overwhelmed by the business. We were working 80 plus hour weeks. Um, I didn't have kids. I was single at the time. Peter was with children and married. So I couldn't only, now I can look back and think, how did he do that? We were on the road traveling separately for the business two, two and a half weeks out of the month. And we were just saying, well, What's the, what's the reason for this? I mean, we both started the business because we wanted freedom. We didn't want people telling us how and what and where to do. And yet now we didn't really have a business. We had built a job for ourselves. Yes, it was, it was extraordinarily well-paying. I mean, I was earning it in my late 20s and early 30s, more money than I ever imagined, more than I ever saw my, my parents earn. But I was miserable. I was totally overwhelmed with that. And so we made a decision there. We said, what if we were to build this business so that it didn't need us? And at the time, that was a novel insight. No one was really telling or talking about that. I mean, I've always been a, an insatiable learner. I mean, at that time, I was reading 100, 120 books a year on business and investing in other things. Nowadays, it's with kids. <laughs> I've narrowed that down to 50 a year, but I still read quite a bit. And at that time, no one was really talking about that in any big way. But out of that decision, we, we grew the company to be much more independent. So we were working about 40 hours a week. We were taking 12 weeks of vacation. And about that time, I got an offer to buy my half interest of the business. I sold it. And that was my start. That's how I got going in, in, in my world as an entrepreneur. 
Yeah, there's a there's a lot to unpack there too, where I think a lot <laughs> of folks can can relate to what you went through because the, the the desire is freedom, right? That's eventually the the end goal is freedom, and then we we leave our jobs or we leave where we're unemployed or employed at the moment, and then we start building our businesses, and before you know it. We're right back where we started. We created our own prison this time, and we're our own boss, <laughs> and a boss that at that stage uh, we we don't like that very much, right? So it's it it kind of came full circle. So, and that that brings me to the book that you're you're going to release as well, the Freedom Formula, because there's just phenomenal books that that you've released yourself as well. Build a business, not a job, which comes from your your origin story, um, and then also the how to scale businesses, which we'll touch on too, the seven uh, proven principles to grow your business and get your life back, because that, that, that's what we want in the, in the end, right? Um, can you talk a little bit about the Freedom Formula and what, in, uh, what inspired this book and, and what was, uh, what was the, the, the thinking behind it? Absolutely. So, you know, first of all, let's get clear on what's going on, right? So for most people, the moment they lift their head from the pillow in the morning, they're checking their email or they're, they're looking at their feed. They're bringing work on vacation if they even take it. Um, they're sneaking glances at their phone while they're supposed to be with family, whether it be a sports event for watching their daughter or son or performance or even at the dinner table. And so work has totally overwhelmed things. You know, the uh, Harvard Business Review had a study it reported from the Center for Creative Leadership. It came out recently, and it said that the 40-hour the work week is dead, that they did a survey of roughly 500 entrepreneurs, business executives, professionals in over 20 different countries, and the average person was working 72 hours per week. It, it, Wells Fargo, Gallup did a, their small business index. The average small business owner in the U.S. is working six days a week. Uh, over half are, and 20% are working seven days a week. TripAdvisor talks about how um, over half of the people who get vacation time in the U.S., paid vacation, do not use their full vacation time every year. Around the world, that number drops to about 30% don't use it all in other developed countries. So the problem is massive. So the premise of the book and something I've been really very interested in, it started off at first really a survival mechanism with me with my first company. But later, um, we started applying it in the laboratory with clients. You know, how do we help them not just grow a company, but actually have a life? How do you grow it independent of them? Or if they're key staff members, how can their key staff members build their departments or the divisions of the companies that they're running so that they, in fact, can still have a rich, rewarding personal life that's fulfilling beyond just the bottom line? And to do that requires a re rethinking. And, I, and I'll share with you what's really so striking to me is that we all know this is true. We all know that, hey, what we're really getting paid for is for value, not for time served, but for value created. Yet we all behave as if we're living in a time and effort economy as opposed to a value economy. And what really drives that behavior, MC, more than anything else is this compulsion for control. I mean, if I put it in medical terms, we call it controlitis, the inflammation of our control gland. We're so scared to let go of what we perceive as the control, whether we're the owner of the business or a key executive. And in doing that, we trap ourselves into these endless rounds of, of these, these hours and weeks and months of work where much of what we do creates and contributes very little value. 
And if we really want to get that freedom and have an impact, because I'm driven not just by freedom, I, I want to have an impact, then I have to, to, to take my focus away from those things that don't create value and say, how do I consistently get myself and my best team and company's attention and talent invested in those fewer things that create the most value? And that's tough to do in the face of all the demands we have on us. It certainly does and definitely resonate with uh, with especially the freedom and impact portion of it too, the freedom of of money, of time, of relationships, uh, of purpose, right? And then, of course, the legacy that you want to live is, is, is by living it now and impacting as many people as you can through the value that you're creating. Um, you share on just touching on those small drivers, right? And and listeners might be familiar with Pareto's law, the 80-20 principle, and you share that it, that it doesn't go far enough. Uh, what are some other ways that we can really, really narrow down uh, and That's focus great. on what matters? Yeah, so MC, let's take Pareto's principle. This is a really, really valuable point to mention. So we say that 20% of what we do gives us 80% of the result. We say, oh, okay, that's my, my leverage 20%. But most of us never think about applying that a second or a third time. So if 20% of what I do gives me 80% of the value, then what are the, is the 20% of that 20% that gives me 80% of the 80%? We call that B time, that sweet spot. And if you do the math, it's 4% of what I do gives me 64% of the value. And, and I don't think the math is perfect there, but bear with me for one more math moment. If we if we look at and say if 20% of the 20% gives me 80% of the 80%, I can apply that one more time. And the math works out that there's this magic 1% of what I do. Actually, technically, it's 0.8% if you do the math. That gives me half the value. And so, for example, if someone's listening here and they're someone who gets paid hourly, either they're a consultant or they're someone who works uh, as a professional, perhaps as an attorney you know, they think, oh, I'm, I'm, I charge $500 an hour. My best time, my 20% time is me being a billable person. And that's just not so. I mean, one of the stories I share in the Freedom Formula was about a particular attorney. Uh, we did change his name to keep his privacy. We called him Marvin in the book, but it's an actual person that we've worked with. And so Marvin thought the same thing. He said, I charge $600 an hour when I'm doing this. This is my best and highest use of time. And what he realized was, Quite frankly, that wasn't his highest use of time. That was his 20% time. But his 20% of the 20% time and above included things like setting his billing rates and bringing in new clients. Like on the billing rates, we pushed him to do one simple thing, which is to go back and do a quick review for his paralegal staff for where he's billing at. And so while he was at the top end of what he could bill in his area based on experience and competition, he was able to raise between 50 and $100 per hour the billable rate of his paralegal staff. And what that meant for him, MC, is he actually ended up making over half a million dollars more of profit, not of gross, but of profit by that one decision alone, let alone getting to work on the collection side and the other pieces of his professional practice. And what he realized is that per unit of time, his billable work was great but there was a higher magnitude of value in these A and B level activities. But to do that, he had to change how he structured his time so that he consistently carved out a small block of time every week in a usable, uninterrupted block, one hour, three hours, so that he could focus on these higher value things. And in his case, it was making certain decisions, 
that his, his, his uh, staff could then implement. And it made him quite a bit of money for doing it. It's so incredible when we get strategic about our time and, and plan it out and you being a co- you know, being a coach, um, and you talk about the freedom accelerators, um, as well. You shared that a little bit. Uh, can you share with our listeners, the, f- uh, freedom accelerators that, uh, that you would structure and utilize to get, you get your life back faster and accelerate this process? Yeah, absolutely. So the core formula talks about making the decision to be part of the, the value economy. And then how do I reclaim some of my core time back? Um, every week to focus on the higher values and doing this in the face of email apps and all the other part. Then I've got to get clear what my fewer better are. And then I've got to find ways to build what we call strategic depth to make sure that this whole thing isn't going to fall apart the first time a team member quits or someone gets hurt. Um, and once we've done that, now we say, how do we go faster? And so there are five things that make this formula go faster. Those first things revolve more around the one person doing the work. The second half of the book was specific about things to, to really involve the other people in your company. So we talk about things like engage your team. We talk about becoming a better coach for your team and building your leadership team. So let's go back for a moment here even to the leadership team. You know, most companies, what happens is there's an issue. There's a limitation. If I'm an executive or if I'm the business owner, I can only pay attention to a few things. Matter of fact, I was funny enough, I was uh, talking with a chiropractor recently had a successful business, but her comment was, when I focus on something over here on A, that goes really well, but then B over here falls apart. And then I shift my attention to pick up all the pieces for B, and then A falls apart. And all of us as business owners have felt that torn in a thousand directions at some time. And so this idea of building a leadership team, and, and, and the book goes through the practical steps of how to actually do it. Um, what that does is now I don't just get 100% of my attention but I get 100% of the best energy and attention of other people. And, and so a quick, just like one quick takeaway in that section might be something as simple as, am I tasking um, Susan or, or Joe to go do the work following my plan? Or am I going to Susan and saying, hey, you come up with the plan and you implement the plan. You own the functional area here versus let me just go ahead and give you a task that you do. And most of us give because we want to be in control, we end up giving uh, tasks to other people to follow on executing our plan versus getting them to buy in and actually create their own plans in a smart way. We're not going to just abdicate, but if we've got good people and we don't give them a real voice and a real ability to, to, to do their work where they lead and own the functional area of responsibility, then all we've really done is we've leveraged ourselves. We've got their hands but we don't have their head, their brain, and their heart. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for high yield returns from multifamily apartments, ATM machines, and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. 
To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Asset Investor offers, such as their multifamily, ATM, and cell storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash real asset investor. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. One of the things uh, that you cover in a previous book, um, the seven proven principles to grow your business and get your life back a scale. Now, a lot of folks start out our business grows organically, that's still manageable. And maybe there's still a healthy balance between life and business, right? And family. <laughs> and we're still managing it. And all of a sudden, somebody just put a little bit of fuel onto the fire and it's going all haywire. <laughs> we've lost the balance completely. And in the that's scaling it. process, we, we've created a little bit of a mess, uh, which diminishes the experience of the people that we're trying to serve as well, and then at home with the family. What are some of the things that you share um, in that in the book, some of the, the core principles and, and lessons of, of scaling your business and also getting your life back at the same time? Absolutely. So first of all, scale came to be, I, there was a, a friend of mine now who at the time was just someone who was a guest speaker at several of the conferences that my company hosted for business leaders. Mm -hmm. His name was Jeff Hoffman. And so for those of your audience here at Cashflow Ninja that aren't aware of who Jeff is, we've all heard of his company that he helped co-found, which was Priceline.com. And so, you know, for years I thought, well, I'm doing the scaling stuff pretty good. I take businesses and I can double a business in one year. And then I heard Jeff speak and he was talking about how they took Priceline.com from zero in sales to 200 million in sales in two years and from 200 million in sales to over a billion in sales in two more years. So four years from zero to a billion in revenue. And I laughed. And, and, and as he shared that, we realized that we had a lot in common. And what I had done in the millions and tens of millions and, and, and so forth, he had done in the, the hundreds of millions and billions. So it was fun. And so we put this, this book together that really shared our, our idea of how do you scale a company. And, and so, for example, one of the sections in here talks about you know, when you're rapidly growing a company, there's a real tendency that if you're not careful, you start having all these focused energies of your staff get dissipated to go to all these dead ends. And there's a principle of growing a company we call feed your winners, starve your losers. And most companies, as they start to grow and have the success, what they don't realize is they do the opposite. They waste resources feeding losers, whether those are initiatives or marketing strategies product lines or service lines that don't make sense. And in some cases, it can't even be staff members who just aren't performing or pet projects of the owner or certain key executives that just aren't producing. And so one of the things we talk about in that book is how do you identify what your winners are? And we share tools like the sweet spot analysis and, and these other tools. 
And then how do you communicate that in a simple one-page plan of action so that every 90 days, your key leadership staff knows, here's what we're focused on. Here's our top two or three focus areas. The, the written, clear criteria of success for what we're going to accomplish in each of those focus areas that quarter in that 90-day sprint. And the key action steps and milestones with who does what by when. And that seems obvious, but the big insight is how do you do that in such a way that you, you have just one page? And what Jeff and I both recognize is the moment you go beyond one page, no one looks at it. But if I can keep it a one page, people will keep it in front of them so that each week they refer back to it. But the moment it goes to two pages, let alone to 20 pages, which is what most business leaders think they want to do, no one uses it. And so it becomes useless. And so we need to keep it to one page every 90 days. And, and that's that, that structured um, methodology just works so well to scale a company. It's so true. Uh, I was just reflecting on some of my own uh, documents that I put together. And it's, it's so true. Once it's passed that one page, now all of a sudden, <laughs> it almost becomes daunting to oneself. And we're the one, I was the one creating it, right? So very, very, uh, very, very true. Now, one habit I've observed from wealthy and successful people is that yeah. they're always studying new subjects and they're learning new skill sets. Yeah. What are you currently studying right now and learning? Oh, that's great. I appreciate the question. So I, I still read um, at least a book a week. I do a lot more by audio. Um, I think probably the biggest influence on me as a business owner is actually having kids. Um, I, I really have always wanted to be an involved dad. And so my three sons, I've got twins, Matthew and Adam, and my youngest, Joshua, they're 10, 10, and 6. So that's changed a lot. And so the, the, the way I read and what I read now, I used to read lots and lots of books. Nowadays, I tend to do it while exercising. And so uh, right now, one of the things that I'm really enjoying uh, on the part, I, I would probably say my, one of my all-time favorite books on hiring, because it's uh, something that I, I, as we grow, I always want to learn better. There's a book called Who, which was a phenomenal book. I actually had a nice conversation with the author of the book, um, Jeff Smart. And uh, it was a fantastic book on hiring. Um, my favorite, and I'm going to be interviewing one of the key authors from that. Uh, it, it's called How Will You Measure Your Life? It was written by three different authors led by Clayton Christensen, uh, Harvard professor, and also an entrepreneur who has built a hundred plus million dollar company. How would I measure my life? A phenomenal book. So these are types of books that I like, you know, hardcore, great, useful information or something that pushes me to think in a broader, bigger context on my life. Um, those are two that I'm into right now. What are some of the things that, have, uh, that are currently working in your business and life, and, and why does it work? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, for me, I think probably the, 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 the thing that works best for me is I've made a definitive decision that I'm going to eat my own cooking. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that in our company of, you know, how can we run a coaching practice and work with hundreds of business owners if we don't eat what we tell other people, if we're not a product of our own program? So, you know, for example, I set a hard stop to my hours. I won't let myself work more than 40 hours per week on average. I make sure that I have to take a minimum of 10 weeks of vacation a year. And, and you say, well, poor you. But I'll, I'll mention that here, MC. I, I don't love taking tons of vacation by itself. Why? Because after a week or two, I get a little bit overwhelmed. I mean, my kids are wonderful and they are normal, active young boys. And and after a week or two, I'm like ready to go back to my office and be in a world that I get to be much more um, calm with. 
<laughs> but by taking time away from the business, what that's done is it's forced me to build the business better. Um, when I leave, I, when I'm there, I cast a big shadow. Every really, truly visionary or strong business leader, she casts a big shadow. And when you're gone, you give other people in your company, especially if you can leave for two, three weeks or more, you, you, you give people the opportunity and also the push out of the nest that they have to step up. And so I go one more thing that we do in our company that's worked really well. Every quarter, our key leadership team think, what are the two or three things this quarter that we can do in our area of the company to build more strategic depth, to make the company more robust, less dependent on any one person. So for example, it might be, okay, this quarter, we're going to make sure that we have a backup um, who can run this particular type of process. Like for example, this quarter, we have two people who can play the role in our company of, of authorizing payroll that goes out. But we currently only have one team member who can initiate the ACH. Well, by the end of August, this quarter, we've committed that there will be a second backup person who can do the first step of an ACH to, to set it up, to initiate it. So just in case something, heaven forbid, were to happen to our controller, somebody else is there to back it up. And, and just doing that in small bite-sized chunks every quarter, um, which is what we would tell a client to do, has made a world of difference. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Oh, that's great. So I, I've got three kids, as I mentioned. So for me, this is very present. So one is we don't get paid for time served. We get paid for value created. So you know, for example, when I, when I watched my kids this past weekend, they were doing a, a lemonade stand. Now, sometimes like my youngest will get paid more than my older sons because he's cuter. And so people will go, oh, 75 cents for a lemonade. Here's a five or here's a, a 20. Keep the change. And I, I try to instill in my son saying, look, did, you didn't really create value with that. You just were cute. So I want you to ask, how could you create more value? And they started doing things like adding ices and they started adding cookies out there and I like that idea. So how do I create value versus just serve time? Number two, I really want my kids to get, and I would say this for anybody out there, the idea of how can I defer what I, what I could spend today so that I get the benefit of compounded growth. So for my kids, you know, I, I did for a number of years. I can't do it anymore because it started getting too big for, for their relative ages. When they would get their allowances, I let them invest money with the bank of dad and dad was returning 25% per quarter. And once they got hooked on, wow, this is pretty good rate of return, we lower that down to 8% per quarter where I can keep that going and still have it be healthy for them. So how do I teach them that lesson? If I can put off spending today to invest in a way that compounds it over time would be the second one. And the final one is what what does it really mean to be a good person, right? And in our world, I, I talk with my kids about growing into becoming kind, strong, and wise adults. That's what I would want for them. And, you know, the money matters, but the money matters secondarily or tertiarily. I mean, it, it's not a first or even a second order value. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, David. David, where can my listeners reach out to you? Where can they follow you? And where can they get a hold of all these amazing books that uh, you authored? 
Well, I really appreciate that. So the, the easiest place for them to go would be going to MauiMastermind.com forward slash ninja. So MauiMastermind.com forward slash ninja. And when they're on the website, they're probably the one book they can get, and we'll do it as a gift, would be Build a Business, Not a Job. It was the two books ago that I wrote. And I wrote it with a, a, a good friend of mine, the former chairperson of the National Association of Manufacturers, Stephanie Harkness. It's a great book. That's the third edition. It's a really solid primer for how someone who's got an owner-dependent company can, over the course of three to six years, build that company independent of them. Um, they can get a copy of Scale or Freedom Formula at their local bookstore. Freedom Formula comes out in September, and I, I really hope they take advantage of that one. Scale's available now. You can get that on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Um, and again, the Freedom Formula, which is probably the, the, the book that is the best business book that I've written, and I've written 11 of them, um, and that comes out in September. It's, it's, uh, sometimes I write the first version, and it's good. The second book is better, and this book took all the best of build a business, not a job, all the best of, of scale, and it put it into that one book. And, and I really feel that for a, a person, that's probably the best place for them to go. But get a copy of Build a Business, Not a Job with our compliments just put it to use, right? I just want to make sure that they're going to use that to make their life better. Don't just get it and put it on the shelf. Get it, whether it's the electronic version. Read one chapter, put something into practice. Your life will be better for it. Fantastic. Well, David, this has been a blast connecting, my friend. Thank you so much for spending some time with us and coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for all of our listeners around the world. Thank you for having me, MC. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at cashflowninja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.